Hey, it's Marisa, and you are listening to Hurt That with Marisa Tigney Podcast. Discover a new corporation aimed at giving back to the community and the culture. The Regal Brand Incorporated presents Holy Grail Clothing Company, a new lifestyle brand for the whole family. It's modern takes on the classic essentials with a focus on quality and craftsmanship. Holy Grail Clothing Company, where their slogan is wear your crown. Shop the entire catalog at holygrailclothingcompany.com and use code HEARDTHAT at checkout for 15% off your entire order. That is holygrailclothingco.com. Hello, Heard That Nation listeners in the United States and around the world. Welcome to Heard That with Marisa Tigney. I sound a little excited, as you can uh, probably hear in my voice, because fall is here. Football is in full swing, with the exception of my Lions, probably thinking that their season doesn't matter right now. But that's a whole different avenue, different talk show, different segment. College football is already going, and back into the mix is the Big Ten, and I'm a little bit excited about that. I was excited about it before the season was announced, and then we went down to 10 games, and if you listened to my previous uh, podcast episode, I was upset to the fact that we had the, car- the carrot dangled in front of our faces as Big Ten fans, and now it is on the table. It's official. We're back, and starting off this, heard that hot take segment. The Big Ten is officially back. Kevin Warren, the Big Ten commissioner, and the powers of be of all the uh, Big Ten schools voted unanimously to bring back college football for the Big Ten. Now, how much of an impact that will make for the other ones like the Pac-12 and those that uh, had pulled their season, hopefully they'll be able to get a chance to uh, start their seasons as well uh, because this has been a financial burden. You had seen in the news uh, in certain conferences furloughing their coaches, their staff, uh, their workers. It's been absolutely tough due to this pandemic. But I want to say, and it reading so many people, uh, their comments on their, their social media sites, especially Twitter, the, the Big Ten fans definitely posted their, their excitement, their jubilation, and their absolute frustration and disgust for Kevin Warren with this whole entire disorganized, discombobulated way of how he handled the decision then non-decision, then decision of putting the Big Ten back on. So the weekend of October 23rd, 24th, we're finally back on eight games. Uh, The schedules were released a few days ago. And here's the thing that I want to say as a fan of my beloved Michigan Wolverines in in the Big Ten overall. Please stop complaining about the schedule and how tough it is. Okay? Jim Harbaugh has been our coach of the Michigan Wolverines for about six seasons. It is time for him to show up. It's time for him to beat the team that continue to dominate uh, the Wolverines every year that he has been coached called the Ohio State Buckeyes. 
it is time for him and the coaching staff to put a plan together to win. There is no margin for error. The amount of, oh no, the, the schedule's too tough. I don't know if we're going to be handled it. We may win four games, five games, six games. We're going to be seven and one. Cut it out. Cut it out already. There's, there's, there's no more for excuses. Win or there will be changes that are happening. I don't know what the change is going to be happening, you know, if it doesn't happen, the powers that be. But this is the, the, the position that he signed up for, to put a team together, put the right pieces in place, put the right coaches on his staff, and make it happen. There's, there, there's no excuses for it. So uh, Michigan's on the road with, uh, with Minnesota, and then I saw that in, in the news that the – uh, how this all came together was the the credit due to Nebraska and Ohio State. And surprisingly, game one, they meet each other uh, at Ohio State. So the best buds of football, we'll see how that goes <laughs> this Saturday uh, when they play each other. So I'm excited about that being brought, uh, brought back finally. Uh, we'll see how it goes. Hopefully the other teams that are playing and those that are deciding to play, the most important thing is keeping these players safe, coaches safe, because uh, the pandemic, unfortunately, is not over. Uh, we still have that existing. So we got to make sure that, you know, the, the teams and the, and the staff, all of them have to stay safe, get COVID tested and not do anything foolish to put their, their health and their safety at risk. The NBA is at the almost towards the end of almost uh, having these teams decide who goes to the NBA finals. The Lakers are looking good. As I said, when this whole bubble quarantine thing started, they were one of my picks to go all the way and win this whole entire thing. Now, people are going to say I'm jumping on the bandwagon easily. I mean, who else am I going to root for? My Pistons only won 19 times, lost a lot. Hopefully we get some kind of solace in the NBA draft, but that's down the road after this uh, season ends. But the Lakers are looking really good, really, really good. Uh, I, I got them winning the entire uh, championship, uh, which will put LeBron, it, it, it will cement him into the GOAT status. People want, don't want to hear that. They think he's overrated and a crybaby and all this other stuff. Listen, leaders lead. Those that they're champions and he knows how to win. He knows how to uh, bring a team together. And there's many of them on there. Rondo, AD, uh, um, uh, Kuzma, all of them, they want to win. And for the unit to gel together, they got to play together. So uh, they're looking good so far. I think that they are going to sweep the Nuggets. Uh, on the other side of things, you got the Heat and you have the Celtics. And now that the Celtics are back in it, uh, I still think, and uh, my, my good friends that are Celtics fans, I'm sorry, uh, I, I just think that it's going to be too tough for the Celtics to overcome. Uh, Jimmy Butler, uh, Bam, uh, the, the, other, the other key pieces that are coming together for this team, they're just some massive shooters. Uh, you know, involving Duncan Robinson, and they, they, they can shoot from beyond the arc. It is impressive to see that they, the Celtics can have this huge, massive lead. And then, you know, I'll walk away from the TV set because I'm watching so many different games and events that's going on at once because I'm on, 
on my computer blogging or texting and, and talking trash to other friends and, and everything, and then go back in there and their 20-point lead is shrunk down to three because of the, the amazing abilities of the Heat and, and their comeback. Kudos to Eric Spolster. I don't think he gets enough credit for uh, this team. I know that many have said and many have you know, dismissed him after you know, Bosch was gone, Wade retired, LeBron moved back to Cleveland, and then now he's with the, the L.A. Lakers and didn't give this man any kind of uh, chance to last with his team, and pretty much he has the last laugh, and he is uh, cemented his place, I believe, as one of the great coaches in the NBA. That's my opinion. Uh, I'm sure that Heat fans may follow me with that, but he has done his job very well with his team, and I see them and the Lakers being in the final. So, uh, that's going to be an exciting, exciting series to watch. The Emmys passed uh, this this uh, weekend. By the time this uh, episode comes out, we already had the Emmys. I I thoroughly enjoyed it. I I didn't think that uh, an awards show how it was going to be pulled off virtually could actually happen. Uh, Jimmy Kimmel was the host this year, and uh, the way that he started off, he, he had an audience and was telling his you know, opening uh, dialogue of jokes and everything until he saw himself in the audience and then basically said that the audience wasn't real and uh, you know, made it important about social distancing and everything, and then had Jason Bateman be part of the joke. He was the only one. He had cardboard cutouts of... Uh, different celebrities that were in the audience and then had a real-life Jason Bateman in the audience. And so that that whole opening monologue was was quite funny. And uh, having the in the other room where he was uh, presenting and, and doing the whole entire show, it was uh, pretty much a 360 of, of televisions of, of people that were nominated in various categories in their households. Uh, some of them dressed up. Some of them were in their comfy clothes with their families and loved ones. Uh, so it, it was it was pretty it was pretty neat to see that um, everybody's favorite DJ Club Quarantine, the CEO of Club Quarantine, DJ D Nice, really did an awesome job of the music uh, in between and him you know doing some announcing himself. So he did absolutely amazing. I gotta say for me the 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 highlights of the show. Uh, well, actually, let me start with the low lights and I'll work up to the highlights. The low light for the show was the whole Aniston, Jennifer Aniston, who looked beautiful, by the way, uh, when they did the whole, you know, um, little shtick of the sanitizing of the envelope. You know, it, it was uh, where they used Lysol to uh, sanitize it and everything else. And then they took the envelope and put it in the trash can and just, you know, was, you know, making comments about how they were, you know, making sure that that was sanitized and clean and then they set it on fire. I felt the joke was kind of flat uh, because of the, the LA fires that are going on right now. Um, I haven't seen if anything has been contained in, the, in, in that or, or anything like that. But I just, you know, that was a kind of awkward it shouldn't it shouldn't have been part of that you know that should have been removed that was just my opinion of that and i saw other people comment as well that that you know shouldn't have been part of the routine um in there and uh the length of time i felt was a little bit long uh, of of the whole entire thing but i found and here comes the highlights of it i, I found it to be enjoyable 
uh, the highlight for me, one of them was the essential frontline workers uh, being uh, introduced and able to uh, talk about the nominees on different shows and categories and announcing the winner. Uh, shout out to uh, whoever the powers that be that put that in, into the show. I hope that this is not the last time that something like this will they highlight everyday people that are doing great things out there, especially during this time that I truly do appreciate. Uh, I, I hope that they somehow keep that in not just this Emmys show, but other shows as well. So that uh, was absolutely fantastic how they incorporated that. Tyler Perry receiving the Governor's Award, his speech. I tell you what, I'm never ever gonna look at a quilt the same way again. The way that he was saying, sew your, sew your own quilt, you know, lead your own path. You know, anybody that brings you down from your dreams or tries to uh, derail you from your goals and your ambitions, don't let them do that. And his story is absolutely remarkable how he truly bet on himself, his talents, his abilities, and how it truly has paid off. And he's still doing things uh, for people. Uh, and what he's done with a studio that he built on that was a former plantation land uh, I mean, if you haven't take a, take the chance to you know pull it up. I'm sure it's on different social media outlets, YouTube, that sort of thing, and pull up and, and just listen to his entire speech. He was introduced by Oprah Winfrey, a legend in her own right, and, and that that to me was was just such an incredible, empowering speech. And if that doesn't make you go and sew your sew your own quilt and, and go out there and and make your own dreams happen. I don't, I don't know what to tell you. So that, that was one of the highlights there. Zendaya, can she just look any more stunning? She looked amazing in her, not one, but two gowns she presented. And then she also uh, was with her family when she received an Emmy for Best Actress in a Drama. So proud of her, 24 years old, youngest to do it. Uh, her speech was just so humbling. She's, you can hear the gratitude in her voice uh, while she was there with her team and her family. It was, it was such an amazing moment for her. Uh, Regina King, I mean, she can't, in my eyes, she can't do no wrong. She can't do no wrong whatsoever. Just absolutely wonderful, talented, Four Emmys. I mean, that was, this, this was her fourth Emmy win. She's up there with Alfre Woodard, who is a legend in her own right. I will put Regina King in legend status. Um, it, it, I mean, nobody can tell me anything else. Just the involvement. I remember seeing her on the show 227. And then, you know, now with Watchmen, which I was told I definitely need to check that out and, and make that happen. I will add that to my list. So for sure, I, I will do that. As well as Succession, that was absolutely uh, cleaned up in the awards that night too. I will add Succession into in my list. And I guess I'm going to add Schitt's Creek because they are the first comedy to 
sweep the the categories of all the comedies that night. I've never seen anything ever happen, neither did anybody else, because it's the first time that it's happened. So uh, I will add that to my list of of shows to watch as well. I'm really happy for Eugene Levy, Catherine O'Hara. I know they won uh, an Emmy 38 years ago when they were part of SCTV. And I know many of you young people don't know what that is, but it is was a kind of like um, Saturday Night Live, but in Canada. Um, and I remember seeing episodes way, 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 way back in the day. And those two are just absolutely brilliant. So uh, I, I will add that uh, to my list to watch as well. But Regina King, going back to her, Uzo Aduba for Mrs. America. If you've not checked that out, that is absolutely a fantastic uh, miniseries that was on. She played Ch- Shirley Chisholm, and you just get completely lost in that role. You just don't see Uzo anymore. You see just Shirley Chisholm, and she was absolutely brilliant. And shout out to her and Regina. They wore t-shirts uh, of Breonna Taylor and made sure that her presence uh, was in the forefront of everybody's mind. Hashtag say her name. Uh, Brianna Taylor. So that was absolutely great. And another one I want to give a shout out to that I was so happy for was Mark Ruffalo for I Know This Much Is True. Please check that one out too as well. Such a great role that he played in there. Just powerful. I don't want to give it away, but he was really, really good. Very happy that he won uh, his Emmy uh, as well. So some great stuff that did happen. Um, and, and I, I was overall happy with it. Again, you know, I'm just curious to see when the, the rest of the award shows resume, uh, especially the Oscars, because again, because of this pandemic, a lot of the movies got pushed back and um, the, until next year. So, uh, and I cannot wait, just giving y'all a little taste. I cannot wait for the, the guest that I will have on a few episodes down the road by the name of Ryan Ellerman. He is absolutely brilliant when it comes to shows and movies and knows when uh, the releases are going to happen and what's worth it, what's worth the wait and everything. So I'm looking forward to speaking with him in the next episodes down the road. So after the break, here's something that I am not, will not do uh, after subscribing to Disney+. Plus. Just kind of disappointed on what they did what they're doing and what i refuse to do uh i after the break we'll talk about it all right welcome back so i bought into the hype uh, of disney plus everybody was like oh marisa you need to get to it you know there's so many great disney movies and new ones that are coming out you don't want to miss out on it you want to make sure that you're part of it, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Okay, that's cool, fine. So finally, after the millionth person, you know, messaged me and I'm seeing everybody's posts about it and all that there, I'm like, all right, I guess I'll, I'll, I'll subscribe to it. So I subscribed to it, checked it out, you know, some shows on there, movies on there. There was awesome. And then seeing because of, unfortunately, the pandemic, Mulan, the live action uh, movie was pushed back a couple of times and then Disney Plus decided to stream it on their 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 uh, site. Okay, cool. I can I can I can check it out. Um, it's it's really different and I'm sorry this is just my opinion, but I, I really miss the theaters and you know slowly but surely they are starting to open 
But a movie that you see at the theater, and I know that I've had people, and I've had debates with other people that have said, Marisa, you know, my big screen TV is just like a theater and everything else. Though in your mind, you may think so. However, some movies, I believe you get the full effect of the movie in the movie theater itself. That's just my opinion of it. Um, I mean, Gone in 60 Seconds, I saw it in the movie theater besides, before I saw it at, at home. Worth it in the movie theater because the sound effects, the surround sound, the quality of the sound, everything, okay? It, it was just absolutely. Ford versus Ferrari. Hands down, glad I saw it in the theater, saw it in D-Box. It felt like that I was in the race itself. It felt like I was in the car right next to uh, the, the characters, Ken Miles, which was brilliantly, brilliantly played by Christian Bale. I, I felt like I was in the car with him because that the, the quality of the theater sound, it, it, it's, it's just perfection. So Mulan, it was available for streaming. So I go and I click on there, $29.99 additional. I'm sorry, excuse me? $29.99 for unlimited times that I want to see Mulan, and then December 4th will be the release of when everybody can see it on their regular subscription. Guess who's waiting for December 4th? I am. I'm not paying an extra $30 to see this movie over and over again. And reading people's reviews on it, it, it's, it was actually mixed. Not a lot of people liked it. And, and some of it was pertained to the, the young lady that played the main lead in Mulan. She had some political statements that she made that did not go very well. Uh, supporting the Hong Kong police and the different things that are going on there. Uh, a lot of powers that be in, in, in theaters uh, in the international realm wanted to you know, put hashtag cancel Mulan because of her powerful statements and she's still standing up for uh, what, she believed it, what she believes in as far as uh, this this is concerning in this, in, this area, in this area. My thing is this, if I have a subscription paid for, I expect that I'm going to see this movie that you have decided to put on your streaming service along with my subscription premium VIP access or premium access or whatever you want to call it, Disney Plus, I have stock invested in you. I'm good. Okay. I'm, I'm, I'm not going to pay an extra $30 for unlimited times I want to see this. Plus, I told people, okay, I told people, and especially when Lion King Live came out, okay, folks, when Lion King Live came out, I told people, do not go back and think of the 90s version of the cartoon in, in, in your whole mindset there because it's a live version. You're going to be disappointed. And sure enough, after Lion King came, came out and three days later and all the reviews, people were disappointed on the format and how it came out because it was nothing like the 90s version and certain things were taken out and all that. You're not going to get the same feel, folks when you watch that movie and you're not going to get the same feel when you are going to watch Mulan. You're not going to get Mushu. You're not going to get Cricky. You're not going to get, I will make a man out of you in the song. And all. you're not going to get all that because it's a live version of the movie. So they're obviously going to take it in a different direction. Try to keep the storyline the same, 
but it's still going to be different. So people that were upset about that, I dismissed that because it's not going to be the 1999 version that came out. It's not. I will say that I did hear Christina Aguilera's song for this uh, newer Mulan. Her voice is flawless. I would go buy the phone book if she sang the whole phone book because her voice is just absolutely timeless. It's amazing. Period. That that ain't even up for debate. I mean, you just you just give her a Grammy for redoing this this Mulan song. I, I just I will say that that I've heard that part. Just beautiful vocals. So I'm going to be waiting until December 4th. I don't know about y'all. I mean, y'all can, you know, leave your comments after you hear this podcast and just let me know. Uh, again, I heard mixed reviews about Mulan. So Sister Girl is going to wait for it to come out. So I will, I will, I will definitely check that out. Uh, in the meantime, there is uh, a lot of things that, uh, that have been happening uh, and more so, we lost a superhero, and, and we lost a legend. We lost a talented, brilliant actor. And still, uh, when I was watching the in, in the the when they did the in memorandum, and they had. Uh, show the people that we, the, the entertainment world had lost. It is still, and, and I know I'm, I'm taking a little bit time to just kind of say this because I'm still, even though that it happened uh, a few weeks ago, it's just still fresh and it just still hurts. And everybody, I don't know how everyone's feeling. I'm just still in shock because Chadwick Boseman, is just brilliant, just absolutely brilliant. I first saw him on the screen with 42, and if you have not checked that out, I truly suggest you do. He did an amazing job uh, playing Jackie Robinson, the story of Jackie Robinson, um, becoming the first uh, black player in the major, uh, major leagues of baseball. And his, his, his involvement in how to play real live people is just absolutely outstanding. Black Panther is a whole realm. We, we know that. I've seen that movie many of times, uh, of many of times. That, that movie in itself just is, it just, it just is brilliant, beautiful black excellence through that movie. His work, if what he does on screen, his work, what he did off screen, it could never, ever uh, be forgotten. What he's done for historical black colleges, what he's done for uh, children at St. Jude, while battling a four-year battle of colon cancer that no one, not, not the public, but just his close, uh, close confidence, his wife, his family, people that he was really close to. This man was battling this disease while out there and doing what he loves. And myself, you know, part of the public, we had no idea. So when it became a shock, as I'm getting ready to turn off my TV set and I get a text 
from my good friend Jason saying, did you hear about Chadwick Boseman? And I'm like, was he in the Black Panther 2's coming out? I mean, we drop in a sneak peek. You know, me, I mean, I'm just like so excited to see it. And then I turn on the news and I see, you know, breaking news and those words you don't ever want to read about someone that you're a fan of, that you admire, that you admire. You don't ever want to see their name and the word has died at the age of 43. Still, it hurts, folks. It, it still is a shock to me, still hurts. Thank you, Chadwick, for your legacy. Thank you, Chadwick, for what you have done for many of fans many people who admired you, many friends, many colleagues who got to work with you. And, and side note, if you haven't seen The Five Bloods, a Spike Lee film that, that came out, it is one of his second to last films. There is one more film that will be coming out. Um, that I, I didn't see the release date of it, an August Wilson film. It's supposed to be coming out uh, soon. So I'll keep my eyes peeled for that. And then I, I will... Uh, put on my blog a review about that because his work, just thank you. Just absolutely thank you for, for everything that you've done, Chadwick. And with that being said, folks, make sure that you, you take the time to check on each other, to see how everyone's doing. Wellness checks are very important. And we're not out of this pandemic. We're not out of this uh, by any stretch of the imagination, but the best thing that we can do for each other is to care about each other, to check on each other, make sure that we're good. And I'm saying this to every single person that's listening. I appreciate you tuning in. I appreciate you listening to this girl here that is part of this crazy changing time but is confident that hope is right around the corner and that we're going to make it. And I thank you for listening to this podcast and please take care and stay safe. Thanks for tuning in to the Heard That with Marisa podcast. I am on the social media site. You can check out my page at on facebook heard that with marisa tigney as well as my website which is live at heard that with marisa.com and check out me on twitter at lovely marisa t and on instagram at heard that marisa tigney five appreciate your support